Well, we don't know. We don't know. So, I've been on a Giants kick lately. Sasquatch has been fun. It's kind of led me into Giants and antiquity and the kings of old and the ancients and antediluvian cultures. It's pretty interesting to see that it's like nothing new is under the sun, you know. We've been telling the same story since all of human history, if not prehistory. And we somehow have found it. it the truism of, of these stories still... They, they're always uh, pertinent. They always work. Even if you swap out characters or you swap out little correlative things, it's still just this... The human experience is to exist in the free will, free will dimension, free will experiment, and there are forces of good and evil pulling at your intent and if you're not careful you will be implicit in the end times you will be implicit in the fall of man and it just cycles over and over again and powerful powerful forces for good come in at the end uh, it seems that evil forces or controlling forces want to group together so that they have more influence whereas powerful beings want to elevate everyone or everything for the good and eventually evil will grow to the point that it consolidates all power and once that is true the force of good comes in and levels everything out, good, bad, and ugly. It's just, it's so funny, you know, whether you have the, the, the flood of Noah or the epics of Gilgamesh, we've written down so many flood stories, so many chaos stories. Now we're finding that a lot of this is evident in the geological record, and we have the Montana flood, the Missoula floods, and Pulse Water Melt 1B, which shows, amongst many things, but that, uh, yeah, we, we've, we've had a tremendous amount of water that came out of the Younger Dryas sometime at the end of the last Ice Age, where potentially a meteor impact, we don't quite know, but something catastrophic happened that stopped the greater ice sheet of North America, flooded the Earth, and kind of reset the world and whether that's by quote God's hands by a Christian perspective or not it seems to always be the case that we are surrounded by we we reside in a world that is tainted that is tainted by malevolence and it's up to us to independently individually be be the force for good and be the force against entropy. It's just so interesting. Uh, yeah, so I'm on a giant's kick right now. And I want to start a show 
this whole podcast sort of thing or whatever I'm doing these rambles while I drive, I understand the sound quality is not great, and I understand there's some a lot of errs and uhs, and I'm not editing anything. I'm I'm literally typically just driving to work in the morning and trying to ramble out what's in my mind. So I want to do this a little more constructively and actually have a show and footage and video. I've been kind of collecting some things, but that's neither here nor there. Hopefully I'll, I'll get off my ass and actually do it. But I've been on a Giants kick. Back to that, Mountain Giants. And Mountain Giants is always something that's a cool myth, mythos, you know. But then the Giants of old, like... Uh, almost in every culture we have giants and we have uh, those that say they're descendants from the gods and whether you want to look into the description of the Nephilim from the uh, the Bible it gets really interesting because they're typically described as these giant brute humanoids they have elongated necks typically and they have a face of a serpent. If you were to describe it, it would be the face of a serpent. You know, we it's not a snake's face, but these high cheekbones, slender jaw, enlarged head from uh, the cranium going back. Uh, not prosperior, but yeah, prosperior. Cranium, su- prosperior, and cranium superior. Like coming from the back of the head out or coming from the back, top of the head up. We have cultures across the globe that have mimicked this and did skull bindings and other forms of tribal rituals to initiate into manhood or womanhood, all emulating these, these gods of theirs. You know, you look through Mesopotamia, you look through Egypt, early dynastic China, Indian, the Bhagavad Gita, the Vedic text, like... Even the Bible and Christian writings and the, uh, the Talmud, which you can't read unless you're part of the club. But there's so much of this that emulate giant, the, the main story, the giant, sto- giant beings that have been endowed by what they claim to be gods. So you could call them fallen angels, whatever you want. They're empowered they're very war oriented and they're very controlling and they're very uh, articulate so they're these very they not only physically stand out but mentally and uh, strategically and uh, the understandings they carry with them they carry some of the sacred sciences that we supposedly have learned from uh, well the Christian perspective is from the Garden of Eden when Adam ate from the, the, the tree of knowledge or the tree of gnosis, you know, you get, you get all the information of some of the rules to this reality. Or if you go from the hermetic text, that, that's where we get it. Or if you take it that Thoth is who taught us about time and geometry and mathematics, like, or Hermes or Mercury, you know, the messenger of the gods who brought down this kind of all these sacred sciences that we still use today that are just the some basic principles or the rules to reality. 
it's so interesting that everyone's talking about this. This is what every culture tries to describe. And maybe it's just my naive perspective trying to interpretate it, and I, I all I can do is correlate things together. So these giants, Nefertiti, King Tut, all through Egypt, all through Sumeria, Mesopotamia, you know, it's, there's all this, every ruler was big. And we, in the academic sense, we say that the reason the ancients depicted that them that way or described them that way is because they were very mighty, whether in physical prowess or in uh, mental capabilities, but they ruled because these were the, these were great men and women. These were revered, uh, not necessarily that they were physically larger, but that they were culturally larger, and that's why all these statues and representations of them are gigantic. But it's it's so consistent and it's such a through line through every culture that it it's just it's hard it's hard to think that that's just an accident or uh, a very specific exaggeration because there's even verbal or uh, there's written descriptors that dictate that they were large individuals and that they shined like their fathers of angels like they had a glow about them which is really interesting as well. I don't know what any of this means, and I would love to believe we live in a magical world, um, but giants are something that seem, I don't know, it seems like it's, uh, it's something to look into. You know, you have the Paraka skulls, which is really crazy because there's been several anthropologists that have looked over those. It's funny how a lot of these seem to disappear but the Paraka skulls, you know, are these giant skulls. They literally are giant, and they're not hu- they're humanoid. They're not human. They don't have the same sutures or fusion points on the skull. So they're just not built the same. And the DNA in them, I forget what these are called, but there's little, little bits, you know, at a microscopic or genetic level that show that are typically indicative of more more growth. So it looks like whatever happened was even cut short, like they were supposed to grow even further, which is interesting. And it's it's not it's not what what it appears is that there were these the Paraka skulls because we pulled them out of Peru is why they get their name. And then cultures, subsequent cultures that came after elongated their head and made ritualistic bindings and actions in order to mimic these gods of old. But the skulls themselves, it's not, an, it's not a deformation, it's an increase in volume, which you can't do through head binding. You can't increase the volume, which is about like, some of them were like 27 to 30% larger uh, in their in the cranium, you can't increase volume by binding. You can just kind of change the shape. So whatever that means. Oh, and then there's the great story, the the giant of Kandahar. There was uh, some tr- soldiers in uh, in Afghanistan that encountered a red-haired giant from a cave, 
and he threw a spear at one of the dudes. And this is actually in like a military report. It, I think there were Marines. It's just... I. It's hard to believe that there are giants walking in the world today. Like that there's just one in the woods somewhere. Kind of like Bigfoot. It's kind of hard to believe that there's just a thing like that here and now. However, it's equally hard to believe that all of this stuff is a coincidence and or a mythology that doesn't hold bearing today. I don't like to believe... The only way you can really get behind that is this progressive concept that human civilizations just develop and progress in a positive direction just due to a byproduct of time. But, you know, you realize that history is written by the victors and there is a narrative and a lot of that narrative is a lie so it gets to this weird point where the only real way you can say like oh those were just our ancients they had myth they didn't have real history or stories they just had exaggerations and they wrote up these cultural icons in order to uh, make more of a statement than really describe historical accuracy because we know better and they were just primitive. You kind of have to like accept this idea that we're not just the benefactors of our past but we're also the authors and that we're right and that everything we're doing is true and right and accurate and that's just not... That just doesn't seem to be the case. I, it's just... So, it's equally hard for me to believe that they not don't exist as much as it is they do exist. Which, anytime I get to a paradox or contradictory like that, you, it's, man, that just screams to me that there's something good in there. There's something we ought to know. Well, that's, uh, yeah, Giants. I want to sit some people down, talk to them about giants, see how it goes, see what you think.